Um, it is the Buzzing About Romance podcast, and I am Becky. And I am Leah. And I just waved to nobody. <laughs> she waved to the audio file. <laughs> wow. We are trying to get less awkward, but look at us being on brand. Um, so on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are talking all about heroes and all the types of heroes that are out there. Um, we often talk about different types of heroes and the ones we we tend to favor, but I'm not sure that we've ever really broken down what exactly those kinds of heroes are. Um, and not everyone realizes all the different archetypes there are for heroes. Um, so we thought it would be interesting to break down those, share characteristics of each of them. And of course, in true buzzing about romance fashion, we will have our favorites, which come with book recs. They do. And let me tell you, though, it was really hard to narrow down like my favorite type of hero. <laughs> but I will say some of them like straddle the line of multiple heroes. Yeah. Also, a so, couple things. This is the first time in a very long time that it has just been me and Leah talking books, except outside of a quick shot. So this is exciting to just be us. Mm -hmm. And then also earlier today, I was called a book pusher. A book pusher? Yes. I was like, okay, thanks. New title. You're like, you're welcome. Yeah, like in Leah's words, you're welcome. I mean, what better thing to be than a book pusher? Yeah. Well, and we'll get to it later. We're doing a challenge about clearing our TBR and someone within the challenge accused me of being a book pusher. I mean, I can see it. It's true. I'm not sorry. Me either. So first, let's think hero type. Um, this is going to be closer in line to a personality trait versus a trope. So yeah. we've we've talked about trope. You can go back and listen to our What the Trope episode, and we have What the Trope part duh, um, that are both out there that you can listen to um, to understand tropes. So hero types are going to fall more into personality traits. Um, yes. This is more about the character as a whole, who they present themselves and how they present themselves to the world. Um, so I'll do the vocabulary words. Okay. Cause they're written down. They are. So Becky did some research into the world of like heroes and stuff and found us some buzzwords. So the hero heroine, we use the term for the main character in the story. Oftentimes for thus, for us, the hero or the heroine is the narrator of the story. And then a hero, he could be a protagonist or an antagonist. The pro excuse the me. The protagonist is the character who drives the plot, pursues the main goal of the story, and usually changes or grows over the course. Or the antagonist, which sometimes are my favorite is a person who engaged in contest, conflict, struggle, etc., especially with the protagonist in a literary work, i.e. an anti-hero that lacks the character. So now in romance, <laughs> obviously we have all sorts of different types of heroes and everywhere from the bad boy hero to the alpha hero to the possessive hero. Mm -hmm. One hero can fit into multiple categories, however. So we are going to give you our favorite types of heroes, and then eventually we'll get to book recs that um, we think best illustrate that kind of hero. So hero typing can fall into 
also trope categories. Mm -hmm. So somebody might say, oh, you should read this book. It's a billionaire romance. But if you really think about it, if he's going to be a billionaire, he's probably an alpha CEO slash billionaire. So he's going to have more of the personality traits of an alpha character than, say, a beta character. Well, and but you can also break it down too, where like he's an alpha, but he's like a stern brunch daddy alpha, or he's a cinnamon roll alpha. Okay, like, there's so many different like <laughs> so breakdowns of the way things happen. So let's break down these different hero types and give characteristics. So we're just talking okay. adjectives and descriptive words of these hero types, not actual characters or books. We'll get to that. Right. So first, we're going to start with the anti-hero. Yeah, so the anti-hero is going to walk the line between good and bad, typically is going to work on the fringes of society, not necessarily mm-hmm. be within mainstream society. Well, and also be kind of like that bad guy, but isn't necessarily a bad guy. Like they have yeah. bad guy tendencies or like a job that is not necessarily the best one out there. Um, like an assassin or like people who are like snipers in like the military, like romances that we read, like sometimes those people come off like as an anti-hero in, but it's more their personality traits that go like mix in with it. Well, and you know, you can think of an anti-hero too, you know, they could own like a strip club, Mm -hmm. which isn't exactly like an upstanding business to own. No, but people own those sorts of things in life. Right. So it might not be like he's not a doctor, he's not a lawyer, he's not an accountant. Mm-hmm. He's an accountant, you know, a TikTok accountant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but he owns a strip club. So so they're just they're going to be a little bit on the fringe of society. Mm-hmm. Who they are is not necessarily the norm. And they might walk that line, like a lot of mafia heroes. Mm-hmm. in romance are going to be an anti-hero. Um, and we'll give some examples in the next segment. Um, let's talk the reclusive hero. So the reclusive hero is basically that, like they're a recluse, like they kind of keep to themselves. They don't venture out into society too much because, and but a lot of times the reclusive hero is also the damaged hero where they've went through something emotionally damaging or they've had um an injury that they don't want people to like they don't want to be around people because of it yeah so think the beast from beauty and the beast that's going to be a recluse type hero or the damaged hero that has been maybe has some scarring or um Mm -hmm. you know feature mutations or changes that have happened because maybe they were in the military and, you know, burned or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that can lead to a damaged, uh, reclusive type hero. Okay. Monos, <laughs> monosyllabic, syllabic hero. Um, so what is a monosyllabic hero? Um, a monosyllabic hero is basically a hero that talks mostly in grunts and groans. Like, they don't say a lot. Like if they do talk, like people listen because they have something to say, like when they talk, but overall they're more of like a grunty, grumpy type hero. And that's the thing. Like they're more of a grumpy hero. 
the monosyllabics are also often a grump. Well, and they're often kind of the um, man of little words. They're more of Mm -hmm. an action hero. They're the ones that are going to just walk in and do versus having to discuss the plan to get something done. Um, Okay. Possessive hero. Um, These are the ones who do not want their woman or their heroine like to be touched by anybody else i think the famous tagline is if you touch her i will cut you <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of hero <clears throat> yeah it's not, basically like they're, they're not almost jealous but they're not jealous they're not jealous but they don't want they just don't want to even like have the thought of like some other male touching what is theirs but it's they're not, they're possessive, but they're not abusive. Like there's, right. there's nothing abusive about it. Like they just, they have this all encompassing possessiveness that like, they just want to surround their heroine <clears throat> with everything that they are. And they don't want anybody to touch it. Like it's, they just want them in this like bubble of chaos of their own. Like they don't want anyone else to come into the bubble. Well, and we mentioned it briefly. You did the grumpy hero. So the grumpy hero is going to be just that the Mm -hmm. curmudgeon. He, you know, he could be a little damaged. Maybe life has not been easy for him. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but what for whatever, for whatever reason, the glass is always going to be half empty. He's yes. going to yell at the kids to get off his lawn. You know, he's, he's, he's that not cr- like, he might not be that cranky old man, but he is that cranky old man who like just little things just annoy him. Yeah. And like happy people are like the bane of his existence. Yes. And then there's the opposite of that. There is a sunshine hero. You can have a guy that is the positive and is happy in his moment and happy in his life and mm-hmm. excited to see the girl or excited to see their love interest, be it another guy. It could be, um, you know, so it kind of gives and take. Typically, if you have a really grumpy hero um, on one side, you're going to have a very sunshine, sunshine mm-hmm. um, that they're attracted to. It yes. just causes chaos and hilarious. Um, before we get into the breakdown of all the different types of alpha heroes, um, let's first talk, cause I didn't have this original listed, the pining hero. Oh, I love a pining hero. I know you love a pining hero. You do so what's too, a pining hero? I do. I do. It's the guy that <clears throat> says, I love you first. It's the guy that. Well, it's the guy who decides within like the first 10 pages of this book that like, this is his end game and he does anything he can to make his hero or heroine like his like it is his end game and sometimes that his hero or heroine are not so receptive to that and so they so they pine and just want and they they do what they can and sometimes those those moments work and sometimes they don't and so they try something else but they are the ones who, the minute they make these decisions, they don't look at another person. They do not see other people besides their love interest. Yeah. I love a pining hero. Um, and also there is the beta hero. And we, I don't typically read a lot 
of beta heroes. I think, honestly, though, I think we we might read more than we do, but the, it's one of those things where, like, I feel like there's some grumpy heroes that we read that are more beta than alpha, but since they're so grumpy, that beta kind of, like, falls by the wayside. Yeah. Um, and I'll talk about those because I have a, I just thought of a couple wrecks that might work for a beta hero. Mm. Um, okay, so let's get to the alpha and break down all the different. So tell us first what you think an alpha is. So an alpha is that guy who he is confident. He is intense. Like he is possessive. He is sometimes an asshole in the well, way he comes off he commands the room the moment he walks into it mm -hmm. and a lot of times they're confrontational so you yes. mentioned that sometimes he's an asshole so that actually is a sub of yes. an alpha is the alpha hole mm -hmm. so Which it's an alpha nice hole here saying it like yes where they're like they're the alpha hole is that fine line between jackass and okay yeah but a lot of times they are the jackass, but they do have some redeemable qualities about them. Yes. So maybe they're an alpha hole who actually, you know, like adopts kittens or <laughs> is the alpha hole, but, you know, volunteers at the soup kitchen three times a week. Mm -hmm. He does have something that will redeem him in the eyes of the reader that you don't just want to junk punch him from start to finish. Well, well, yeah, you don't want to do it from start to finish, but you definitely want to do it at least two times per book. Oh my gosh. Minimum. <clears throat> minimum. Like, if there's not a minimum of two, like, wants to junk punch somebody, he's not quite an alpha hole. Um, okay, so I'm going to jump around here a little bit. The alpha sports hero. It's mm -hmm. pretty obvious. We're talking. Yes. So this, and if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know, I like to complain. A, if you're writing a sports romance, the hero, especially if it's a professional sports <clears throat> romance, the hero is going to be the top of his game. Mm -hmm. He is going to control and command the room or the court or the rink yeah. or the field. Um, these are heroes that are strong in their convictions, dedicated to their craft, um, that you know, have succeeded and come to the top of their professional sport. They are not going to be wimpy and use bamboo toothbrushes <laughs> or eat vegan burgers. No, I mean, yes, you have sports people in real life who do that, but when you're reading a book, like that's not what you want. Like you want that stereotypical like jock character yeah. when you're reading a sports romance not that there's anything wrong with bamboo toothbrushes and vegan like people that's another but. discussion for another day um <laughs> alpha let's talk about the alpha ceo billionaire hero again i love you I love. do like the billionaire is your favorite but again that's pretty self-explanatory but that kind of goes hand in hand where like their presence their money like helps command like their presence in like in a room because people want to like be around them because of like their money but at the same time like they have taken that attention and created this persona basically 
And the one thing I like about billionaires is sometimes the persona that they project is not the person that they truly are. No. And no, then sometimes like what they project is what they are. And sometimes it and comes off okay. as like the sheep in wolf's clothing, mm-hmm. you know, and then sometimes it simply is a wolf. A wolf yeah. is a wolf is a wolf. Um, but they're dirty I, talking wolves. I think part of the attraction to the alpha CEO billionaire, at least for like me personally, is I like that they just they're in control. They know their craft. Mm-hmm. They're strong. It's the same reason I like the sports alpha hero. Yeah. They're in control. They command the room. Your attention and eyes are on them. But there's always this piece to them that something needs that either the their love interest has shifted or mm-hmm. there's a struggle within the business or the company that creates the dynamic. Well, in a lot of times, like there are these really confident guys, but their, their love interest shows them their flaws that they didn't want to, they either knew that they were there and they just ignored them or like their love interest shows them a flaw that they didn't realize they had. And it's like, Hmm. And it creates, like, it creates this new perspective for everything. Yeah. Um, okay. So then part of the alpha, um, hero typing that we have started using on the podcast. And I believe it is Andy Christopher, author Andy Christopher. She is who has coined this saying, um, the stern brunch daddy. Mm -hmm. So who (laughs) the stern brunch daddy, the thought is, um, a man, a gentleman in the streets, a freak in the sheets. In, in layman's terms, yes. Like they're, they're very put together. They're very commanding. They're very, like, they're a lot of times, like in contemporary, they're like a more professional, like person, but then they are a whole new animal when they are in the bedroom. Like it is, it is no holds bar, dirty. I think chaos. I like to think of the stern brunch daddy. So, you know, if you're like saying, okay, there's the alpha hero and then you kind of got the anti-hero. Um, I think that they're like a step above the anti-hero, mm-hmm. but they're not quite a bad boy either. No, no, I don't feel like any of the stern, like what I consider a stern brunch daddy. I don't feel like any of them are a bad boy. Like they might have bad boy tendencies, here and there but overall no no um okay so then here we've got a couple other hero types um a cinnamon hero that's something that's a newer term i do not know exactly where it came from um it's relatively new within the last year right the cinnamon roll hero yeah yeah so and it's funny because some of our hive people like that we have book talks with like they like to talk about like a crunchy cinnamon roll where they're like have this crusty outside and then and then they're the dilly like they everybody likes to step it up just a little bit right so like we've had the burnt cinnamon roll hero who's (laughs) crusty and hard on the outside but soft and squishy on the inside a cinnamon roll hero though is not quite a beta hero Mm -mm. But he's not quite an alpha here. 
and they have beta tendencies, but they don't lean towards one or the other, but they are like a mushy marshmallow and like a, such a softy on the inside. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we have some typical heroes. You have what I like to call your law and order hero. You call it the military hero. Mm -hmm. So these Which, are the good I mean, guys. That's pretty self-explanatory. Like they're the good guys. They're the men in uniform. Like they're the, the protectors of, of everything. <laughs> Yeah. And one um, of my absolute favorites. And then we have the bad boy. So an anti-hero could be a bad boy, but the bad boy, you're I'm gonna think of the bad boy hero more as maybe your motorcycle club or not like your intense mm -hmm. motorcycle club hero. Um, I think that we have read different motorcycle clubs. Sometimes they're like a group full of anti-heroes. Sometimes mm -hmm. Well, but I think the bad boy too, though, like, cause you have those bad boys of like sports romance who are just like, they're the dipshits of like the team who like, which is just the easiest way to say it. Cause they just make really dumb decisions like in their lives. And it's like, they're the man whore who just can't keep it in their pants. And then, then they meet like their love interest. And it's like, what was I thinking? Like, why right. would I like why would I do this and like have them like exposed to all this? It's just the bad boy is just that person who they don't always make the best decisions. Um, and we also have what you would call a reformed hero. Mm -hmm. So these are ones that might have a past. Um, did you recently read a book that had, and we don't have to say what book just right now, but a hero that had been in prison and had come back out into the world. I do is that you yes yes i have i read a whole series like that recently <laughs> but but in those books like it's a whole series that is it's not quite finished yet but in those books like the reason like they went to prison like yes it was morally wrong but there was there was a reasoning for it and the reasoning was understandable so like they have that bad tendency and like that they have to reform because like they made these decisions that put them there, but at the same rate, they would do it again and again and again. Well, they would and, make those decisions. And we had a book club book that we read where the hero is a reformed hero. He had a past and spent time mm -hmm. in prison. And then when he came out, he was working very hard to keep the family on the straight and narrow and mm -hmm. to be legitimate. So that's what your reformed hero is doing. Maybe, you know, maybe he was the kid from the wrong side of the tracks mm -hmm. at the beginning, but by the time now he's an adult, he's made some other choices in his life. And he is now at the point where he just wants to do good, stay on the right side of the law and have people see that he's different. He's not the same stupid kid making the same stupid mistakes. Well, and like his, like, it's also like those heroes that their past doesn't define them. Like what, what teenager doesn't make dumb decisions? Yeah. I mean, there are a handful that don't, but like what, what teenagers, <clears throat> there's so many teenagers that do stupid stuff. There's so many 20 year olds that do stupid stuff. And it's like, but that's not who they are. Yeah. 120%. I'm thinking. I mean, I, every day I sit here and think, I am so glad there was not social media when I was young. Um, okay, so um, we are going to try to give you some book recs from each of the different heroes types, but let's start with our favorites. Okay. So what is who is your all-time favorite type of hero, Leah? 
I love a military hero or like a law and order hero. Like those are my favorites. Like suspense is my jam. Like if you listen to the podcast, you know, like I am suspense junkie. You are a suspense junkie. It's just, I just love it. But I, so this was really hard for me to narrow this down. So I just picked three of my like favorites. So if you're reading Susan Stoker, her securing Kaylee book, it is the final book in the series, but Phantom is the hero in that book. And he, he is just wonderful. Like he is so determined and hardcore and possessive and alpha. And he's just so many things rolled into one, but then Riley Edwards, like my, I think honestly, out of all of her books, Zane is one of my favorite heroes that she has ever written. And he shows up in like three different series because he owns the company that a lot of these people work for. And his book is Recovering Ivy. And he is a complete alpha hole. Like he, he's a military hero, but he's the alpha hole. Like he pushes that asshole line all the time, but with but with his wife in Ivy, like he is such a marshmallow and like a smushy guy. And then my final military hero, because I again we we had to narrow it down. Um, Jake McQueen, he is the hero in the Taking a Risk duet, which actually was her first book. Um, so it was a two book series, but he he like will burn the burn everything to the ground to rescue his heroine. And I just love that. <laughs> Which um, is terrible, but amazing at the same time. Um, so the mono um sim syllabic. Monosyllabic. I don't know why you put that in here, but you can't say it. But it's actually one of my favorite heroes. I know it is. Um so for me. First up is Rio from Echoes at Dawn by Maya Banks. That is book four or five in the KGI series from her. Rio is a man of little words. He is a man of action. He is the strong mm-hmm. silent type. I mean, he's a total badass and an alpha, oh, he is. but he's a grunter. <laughs> he is a grunter. I don't think in the first like three books he shows up, he says more than like 10 words. He just yeah. like grunts his answer and they're like, oh, and Rio speak. Right. Um, Griff from Neanderthal by Avery Flynn. This is a book that actually comes out tomorrow. This podcast drops on uh, the 24th and this book drops October 25th. Griff from Neanderthal. He is a man of little words. And actually his story of why he isn't a big talker is very interesting and it plays into his whole personality. Um, but he's actually a pining hero also and a complete cinnamon roll. Like you want to talk soft squishy. I'm pretty sure his insides melted. (laughs) Um, And I actually didn't write down the character's name. I'm not sure what's wrong with me, but the hero from the bluff by Willa Nash. um, He's an artist and he actually would be your reformed hero. He spent time in prison because of an ex-wife and um, he has a teenage daughter that plays into it and he just doesn't like people. He's not people-y. He doesn't He's want to do people. He's not people He, does, he, doesn't, do he people. doesn't like to people. Um, so he would qualify. And his name is Reese. 
Reese. Reese. Reese Huxley. Um, and he goes by Hux. Yeah, that that is a great series if you haven't read the Calamity Montana, Calamity Montana series by um, Will and Ash. By Will and Ash. Um, okay, what's your next favorite type of hero? So my next favorite is the anti-hero. Like I love an anti-hero, but I'm, but I, I'm not huge on the mafia anti-hero because I haven't really found a mafia series that I love because. There's that fine line that sometimes the mafia crosses for me. And I just, I haven't found an author or a series that, that really pulls me in, but Bryn Asher writes an amazing anti-hero and one of her ones that really stands out is her, one of her newest books. It's deathly. It's a duet with Layla Frost, who is number two on my list for this. Um, his name is Brand Battelle and he like, he he toes that fine line between good and bad and mostly he's on closer to the bad than the good but she just writes them so well um and then next i have layla frost who if you want to read that dylan sisters duet she wrote book two and she has a really good anti-hero in that book too but my pick for this one is jake hyde who is book one in the hide and seek series. And he is this, he's kind of a, a monosyllabic hero in some sense, but he's grumpy, but he, he hasn't, I just, I don't know. There's just something about the way she writes him that I just love. And then Lanny Lynn Vale, this is the, actually the series that we were talking about before where all of the heroes have been in prison and are reforming. And Zach Caruso is my favorite out of this whole group of series. Um, you meet just because he makes a decision in the moment that like causes like his entire world to into this upheaval and he ends up going to jail. But the reasoning behind it, like, you understand it and you know why, like you can, you can understand and sympathize with him and like, and like know why he made that decision. Why he went the way he did. Mm -hmm. um, if you like an anti-hero too, another group of men are the Menahaven from Red They Oregon. are. Well, they're real good. Um, and they're not mafia. I always say they're mafia light. They're mafia-esque. <laughs> mafia-esque um so my next group of heroes that i love is a reclusive hero um first up i have hunter buchanan which is beauty and the billionaire from the billionaire boys club book number two wealthy guy he has some facial scarring from a fire from an accident car accident and he lives in a big giant mansion in new york city one of the gilded age mansions and um his love Who's interest by um Jessica Claire. Okay. Um, are you writing it down? I wrote it down because she didn't have it in there. Oh, um, it's by Jessica Claire, and she wrote this whole billionaire boys club series. Um, and they're fantastic, but Hunter is my favorite of the series. Um, the hero, the heroine from book one, her sister is hired by Hunter to be his PA. Um, mm. But she's also trying to start her own business. Um, 
It's a mess. I mean, she's a mess. She's a hot freaking mess. She's a redhead. She's crazy town and she's a mess. Um, but it's just really great because he is very much like the beast. You can go in this portion of the mansion, but you cannot go anywhere else. Um, it's just really good. And he, um, he never leaves the, uh, the mansion. So it adds for an interesting piece. And then my other one is Kai from obligation, which is book two in the underground Kings series by Aurora Rose Reynolds. And while I love me assumption, mm-hmm. Kai's book might some, be my favorite. Kenton. Kenton, but I'm pretty sure that Kai is my favorite. I don't know. So hard to pick. It is. Like um, but he doesn't so leave his Hawaiian villa and compound and everybody comes to him and mm-hmm. he's not a super social guy. He's not. He's kind of monosyllabic too. Like he's not a he talkative is. guy. Like he's talkative to those who matter. But yeah. like aside from like his very small inner circle, he he's not a chatty. He's guy. also grumpy. So he could be so he many things. He is a little grumpy. Okay. Okay. So what's your next favorite kind of hero? So my next one is the millionaire billionaire. And I only picked two for this one just because I had a really hard time narrowing it down. But since we were just in the winter's world for the quick shot that we um, recently did, so I am picking Aiden Winters from Compromising the Billionaire by Ivy Lane. So Aiden is this, this guy who has, he dropped everything to come home and raise his siblings and take care of, like, take over the family business and just, he, but he doesn't do anything for himself. Like, yes, he goes out and like has random dates and like all that stupid stuff. Cause he's a billionaire and he can get, he can get the ladies, but like he, his entire life revolves around his family and his business and his heroine in his book, she just, she kind of knocks him on his ass. And I just, I just adore the way his story plays out in just that entire series as a whole and like the, the family aspect of it. Cause he. Who ends up being his heroine? Violet. Oh, and I actually thought that was the wrong person for him at the end of the did, day. That made you me really? Mad. Yeah. Hmm. I'll tell you about that another time. Okay. And then my other one is Prescott Lane's Slade on the right side of wrong. So Slade is kind of, he's, it, I don't even know how to describe him, but he invites this woman to come and live with him. But the assumption that he has of who she is, is not, is not it at all. And I just, I love the way that entire story plays out because there's a, like a mistaken identity type storyline, but he has this instant, like, connection with her and he just he's becomes very possessive but at the same time like he doesn't want to be but just the way he treats her and like the lengths that he goes to take care of her and I just I just love the way Prescott Lane writes in general but this story it just played out and there's a couple twists in it where 
you aren't expecting. And I just, I ugly cry every time I read her like without fail. Okay. So my next group of heroes are possessive heroes. These are the, you touch her and die. You look at her and die. Um, (laughs) And like my list of this could be like a mile long. Um, So Axel McKee from by Renna Morgan. I can't even think of the name of the book and I didn't write it down. Um, He is his love interest is a rock star and he is managing her and um it's just so good it's just so good well he's Um, a he's a dirty bird yeah he like likes to dirty talk and very sexy um it is down and dirty is his book i just looked it up i'm not down and dirty is his book um okay so remind me to tell you about something um anyway alex mckee I adore him. And actually any of those men of Haven are very possessive. Mm-hmm. They're very possessive, but like not uh, in a, not in a bad way. The other one is think outside the boss by Olivia Haley. Haley. She is a new to me author. Um, this book starts with like a anonymous sex party hmm. and it ends up being the girl that goes to work for him ends up going the girl that he meets at the anonymous sex party ends up going to work for him it is very sexy but even though he's like we work together we cannot be together he like doesn't want anyone to talk to her like he just randomly sits down in the middle of her office and her coworkers are like why is he here he never comes down here um and then chase parker from boss man which is by vi uh keeland he just also alpha ceo possessive toucher and die so who's your next group of heroes um my next group of heroes is the alpha sports hero okay i avoided this one because swear to god my list is like 80 people long well it it is but but these three like they really they're alpha, but they're not alpha at the same time. Like it's one of the, it's just so tough, but it was so hard to narrow it down. I'm telling you, Becky, like this was a hard episode to narrow. Um, so, it was a hard episode to write. Like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to tell people what heroes are the best heroes to read? Because I love them all. Well, and that's the thing. Like I could name you a hundred different heroes that you need to read like now because they're just that good. But so, um, First off is Wade from Dirty Talker by Mira Lynn Kelly. Like Wade Wade is just, he's such a nice guy, but when it comes to Harlow, like his alpha tendencies just really, they come out. Like he, he doesn't come across as an alpha. Like when you first meet him, like, yes, like he's an alpha in his own right, but because he is, he is the best, like in his like craft at hockey. And he, he's very good and very confident, but he's so nice. But then like, when it comes to Harlow, like the alpha tendencies just step up in that dirty talk. Oh, hot damn people. You have to read it. He is a very good dirty talker. He is. And then I'm going to, and then I have George GT Thompson from Bourbon Bliss by Lucy Score and Claire Kingsley. Again, like cinnamon roll. he, well, he is more cinnamon roll, but the, like there are moments where that alpha tendency, like it just, it comes out. He's a cinnamon roll, but it's okay. I love him anyway. 
Um, okay. Next up for me is the grumpy hero. I love a grumpy hero. I love a grumpy hero too. And I actually went old school with my first pick, Connor McAllister from The Wedding by Julie Garwood. I recently reread this book. I needed a comfort read. I needed a palate cleanser. Mm -hmm. He's such a freaking grouch. Like he <laughs> hates everybody. He hates everybody, but he loves her. Like, and he doesn't even love her. Like he barely tolerates her. But I was starting to think about it. And some of my favorite Scottish Highland vintage historical romances the heroes are all these grouchy alpha guys. Like, and then I think I married a grump. I married him. That's it's so, so funny. funny. Um, Gabriel Scott from managed by Kristen Callahan. That's part of her VIP series. He is the manager of the rock band. He is grouchy, 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 grouchy. He hates flying. He complains about everything. Um, he's just overworked and grouchy. Another one, and I know you're, I, I don't know if you've read this one, Jack Hawthorne for Marriage for One by Ella Mays. It's on my TBR. Um, and I keep kicking myself every time, like I scroll past it. I'm like, why do I keep scrolling past it? He is a grump. He also falls first. Mm, so he pines. He's he a pining grump. Yes. It's like, like my crack right there a pining group he's so good um okay so what's your next hero group this is my last hero group because i had a really hard time like narrowing this down i've got so three last, more to go i know you do but i can talk about some of your ones too so my last one is the cinnamon roll so melissa schroeder writes a really good cinnamon roll and her ed cooper is from delicious so he is this guy who he is, I think he was in the army. Like the, the series is Camos and Cupcakes. Like that's the series name. But so Ed, who is the Ginger Jesus or Jesus Ginger, because he's a redhead and it's like this nickname, but he, he's a cupcake baker, but he has like alpha tendencies, but he bakes cupcakes for a living. And he just, he's, he pines and I, it, but he's just so, <laughs> I just love the way she writes him. And then I have Penny Reed in all of the Winstons. Every single one. Every single one. They're more cinnamon roll because none of, I mean, they all have like tendencies towards one or the other. Like there's the grumpy and the alpha and like in the quirky, but, but they're all like, hard on the they have this hard exterior because of like their upbringing and their devil of a dad but then they're just so soft and lovable and adorable and you just i just want to hug them all i love you i know you do. you're like i just need to hug them i just want to hug them i mean who wouldn't want to hug a winston i mean honestly it we should have like hug a Winston day or something. We should. That's we should really all hug idea. a Winston book. I like these ideas. I like these ideas. But then my last one for my list, because I just, I couldn't, I couldn't think of more to narrow it down. That more was my, that children. was the hard part. Like I could not narrow it down. And, and also like my kids were chaos this week. Um, 
is Kate Canterbury's Patrick Walsh from this space between. He is actually kind of a grump too. So like that, if you notice, like a grumpy, a grump is kind of like my go-to, like a grumpy cinnamon roll. But he's, but Patrick is, he's an anal, he has a lot of like anal tendencies too. Like he's a, he likes to be in control of his situation, but he, he falls, like he falls and he falls hard and he doesn't, but he doesn't want to. And I think that's the biggest thing that I really like about his book is he, but he's such a softy when it comes to his heroin. Yeah. So I went with the alpha hole. You did. As much as I bitch and complain about the alpha hole. I do like them. <laughs> you do. Although number three on your list, I don't we'll know if you can be a favorite. So the first one I have on my list is Reed Rivers from the Reed Rivers trilogy by Lauren Rowe. This is a three book series. He it's an age gap at the end of the first and second book. You're like, freaking read what the heck like how is he going to redeem himself and in the end i like him Mm. and i'm still on the fence of whether or not i like him which is i think the key piece to an alpha hole at the end of the book you don't know still question if you like him or not um because you want that's the other thing yes i want to see character growth of my heroes through the story. I want to see Mm -hmm. them just like I want to see my heroines have character growth in a story. But I also don't want, I found love and all of a sudden I'm transformed into this being that I'm not. Like you want an alpha hole to turn into a cinnamon roll. Right. It doesn't make sense. I don't want you to be a complete grump in the next moment. You're like shit and rainbows. Like that does not make (laughs) sense. Love does not change you like that. No. So Reed Rivers is that whole trilogy is an excellent, excellent example of an alpha hero, um, alpha hole hero. Mm -hmm. Um, Next on my list is Alex, which is from the book Alex by Sawyer Bennett. That is book one in her cold fury series. And he's just a jackass. Now (laughs) he does redeem himself at the end of the book. And you do end up thinking, okay, maybe this guy's a book boyfriend, but you're also probably the girl that called the guy that never texted you. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you have a reason. Um, And then the last alpha hole, which I think is like the shining example. He is the shining example because honestly, if I had picked the alpha hole category, like he would be number one because he really is. He is like the ultimate alpha hole because I still don't know if I like him. Yeah, like I'm still on the fence, but here we are, what, almost a year later and we are still talking about him. We are, but in but I will say that in the next book in the series, the little snippets you get from him, like you like mm, him. He's still a little self-involved. Anyway, we are talking about Nico. Freaking from only Nico. Freaking Nico from Only One Touch by Natasha Madison. And I'm telling you, when you read an alpha hole, you want to spend a portion of your time deciding whether or not you're going to throw your Kindle or junk punch him. Like I just want to dick punch them. There's no throwing my Kindle, just dick punches all the way. Um, the next on my list is the Stern Brunch Daddy. I felt like we needed to give some examples because this is kind of an obscure category of a hero. Mm-hmm. So I have Jameson 
from The Stopover by T.L. Swan. Um, he's a CEO, billionaire. That book is so fucking sexy, though, guys. Like, <laughs> hot. Damn, I loved that book. But he is a stern brunch daddy. Like, he is all business in the building. But you get him in a bed, he's a freak. Um, it's so good. Um, and actually, this is a newer release, Promise Me Forever by Layla Hagen. Um, it's, yeah, same kind of thing. Billionaire CEO, you know, totally family guy, like, but but very regimented, very like organized and, you know, suit and tie. But whole dirty, dirty Take a tie tie. off. And Um, and then one of our favorite stern brunch daddies of of the year, but he's been around for a minute. He has, but I would argue also that he is almost an alpha hole. He is, but he kind of redeems himself. He definitely does. So that's why I'm saying almost because like, by the end of his book, like you just like him, like you don't have any like question whether or not well, he's a good guy okay so we're talking about kenton from the assumption or from assumption by aurora rose reynolds yeah. and really it's not even it's not even the end of the book it's halfway through when he comes home and she is throwing his bedroom <laughs> suit mattress. out the window and he's like darling what you doing like he's mm-hmm. just so cool about it like that's the thing like he's so chill like he has been a dick like to the extreme multiple times before this mattress scene and it happens and it's like this is like his flip switch though but it's yeah. but it's not unnatural the way it happens cuz like but even those- if you think about their confrontation in the hospital oh yeah when That's he's true. when she's like he's like vanderbelt and she's <laughs> like yeah it's where i work Vanderbilt, Vander's belt. Um, and he's like, we're not going to talk about this when we get home. So like, he's very calm and chill talking to her, but you know, he's not going to be when they get home. He is not calm and chill, like internally either. Like he is, but but from the get go, like he meets her and he, he on the outside, like he is calm and chill. But like, you know, like, like the way Aurora Rose Reynolds writes his character, like, you know, he is like churning on the inside. The scene where he, when, where they, she and his um, associate are wrestling over the controller for the Xbox and he walks in on that. Uh-huh. He's going to like flip I mean, talk his about possessive. Yeah. You think, oh shit, dude's going to, something's going to come down. He takes a deep breaths. He keeps his very calm self and is like what the hell is going on? And you know, inside he wants to be like, get the heck off her, you know, and like loses uh-huh. shit. Um, okay. So one more category, <laughs> the beta hero, which <clears throat> is not a big favorite of mine, but as I sat here and said, we talked about him, I felt like we needed to give some book recs of a beta hero that's done well, mm-hmm. that you aren't like, what am I reading? So one of my favorite beta heroes is Ren from Always Only You by Chloe Lee. He is a hockey player. He's a ginger playing hockey player, but he is sunshine. 
And he's really good at his sport. He's really dedicated to his sport. But he's overall the nice guy. And his heroine, she is the grouch. <laughs> he wears the pants in that relationship. Um, and it works. It's just really well done. And him being a beta hero makes sense. Middle child, people pleaser. He just mm -hmm. happens to be very athletic. Um, and then she writes another one, uh, Aiden, from Ever After Always, which is book three in the Bergman family series. Um, he suffers with some anxiety, but even his heroine, she's not exactly a over-the-top alpha heroine either. Mm -hmm. I think because of situations within his life, he plays out a little bit more of a beta hero. Like, he's just trying to figure out how to be the best husband he can. It's a marriage and crisis romance. So he's just trying to figure out how he can be the best husband without destroying either of them. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So that is it for our pick of the hero listing. We will link all of these on our on the shelf show notes on our website. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in any of these books, you'll be able to find them and click on the links on our website. So next up, Leah, what are we gonna talk about? Here, hold on just a second. Next up, we are, wait, are we not gonna do our book of the week? No, we're doing book of the week. Week. Oh, week. You have to week. say it so I can be the echo this time. Okay. So the book of the week, book of the week, 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 <laughs> it's like week five, I think, or 12 of trying to get an echo. Maybe in the new year, maybe, maybe we can ask for that for Christmas. Hey, you know what? I bet if we can get to 50 Patreon members by the end of the year, I bet we can get an echo then. We can get an echo. We'll We're feel at 29. So... Mm. We need I think we should ask for it for Christmas. <laughs> For Christmas. Wouldn't that be an awesome Christmas present? Like we have our echo for book of the week. Week, 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 week. Okay, okay. So what is your book of the week? So my book of the week is going to shock you because we all know that I'm a little bit of a Grinch. Um, I, I read am this. Surprised by this. <laughs> I read this week. Hate me under the mistletoe by Kelly Jameson. It is a hockey holiday esque or it's hockey esque holiday romance. Um, it's Christmas romance, second chance, enemies to lovers. It's like all my favorites right there. Is it second chance though? Is um, it second chance? Yes. So oh, yeah, I remember. I read. He, it. I he can't remember how. <laughs> he oh, rejected her when she was sixteen, and he was a billet player staying with her family. Yes, I remember. <laughs> this uh, the heroine is Amy Heller. She's part of the Heller family hockey dynasty series that Kelly has written. Um, she is the sister of the hero in Talk Hockey to Me, again by Kelly Jamison. It's just really good. They mm -hmm. it, it holds up to the diehard test. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that episode. It truly is a Christmas romance. Um, they both end up at a friend's family cabin in the mountains of British Columbia, Canada at Christmas time. He is the sunshine. She is the Scrooge. Mm -hmm. uh, they are snowed in together and she's avoiding her family because of a breakup. And he's spending a few days in the wilderness before meeting his family for the holidays. Um, it's just good. It, it was sexy. 
-hmm. and it was delightful and I just, I really loved it. I just thought it was really great. Um, and this book releases on Tuesday, October 26th. It is part of a series called Romancing the Rink. This is the first book. This is a standalone series written by four different romance authors um, that, that write hockey romance. At least three of them do. It's Kelly Jamison, Kat Mazira, Jamie Davenport, and Tessa Thompson. Or Tess Thompson. I think it's um, Tess Thompson. Tess Thompson. So yeah, that's my book of the week. Hate Me Under the Mistletoe. You will want it, to grab. It was a very good. It was good. And I actually am really surprised by it. It is a choice. hockey romance that is a holiday but a, romance. But it's a Christmas sexy. romance. And you, know, you are and Scrooge. I am. Okay, what's your book of the week? So my book of the week is Sleight of Hand by Marie James. Um, this is book seven in her Black Bridge security, seer, security series. And it is actually releasing also October 26th. Um, I adore the humor in this series with the relationship between the guys. So the co their coworkers and like a found family, and they are truly like the best of friends and the amount that they gossip just cracks me up. And they are like, they insert each other, like in themselves into each other's lives, like a bunch of like teenagers. It's so funny, but um, this is a series where you get you don't have to read every book. Like you get little snippets of the other, like the guys, but the heroines from the previous books are just, they're mentioned in passing, but they're not really anything like to write about, which I like, like they, they hold up really well as standalones. And this is about Gage and Le Leighton. And honestly, for a lot of the book, Gage is a dick. He's such a douche nozzle. Like he makes something like makes some choices for like, I didn't know if I could like him by the end of it, but really? his, oh yeah. It's like, I think it's like 7% into the book and you're like, whoa, you are the worst person ever. But then like, as the book progresses, like there's almost this aha moment for him and it makes him realize like how big of a douche nozzle he has been for a lot of the time. And he he makes steps to, to make things better. And I'm still not sure if I like him by the end of the book, but I just love this series so much. And I just, but yeah, he's a, he's an anti-hero for me because I don't know if I like him. If he is, he's such a douche nozzle, like multiple times, like dick punch city people. Oh my God. Okay, so that's Sleight of Hands by Marie James, and it releases on Tuesday, October the 26th. Yes. Um, okay, so if you guys were with us last year, mm -hmm. we tried to do a whole, like, awards for books that were published in 2020. Yes. It was a lot of work, and I still don't feel that we gave, like, a clear picture of the books we loved in 2020. Mm -hmm. Some of them were books that we had never read. Anyway, it was a different situation. Yes. So this year we're doing things a little different. Um, mm -hmm. So, and this is going to fall a lot onto our Patreon community. So if this is yes. interesting to you, then you should consider joining our Patreon community. Um, in September, we asked our Patreon members to let us know their feelings on 15 different popular tropes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we asked them if they liked it, if it was meh, or if they could, mm-hmm. if they really hated it. Um, Leah and I have come up with the top 10 most popular tropes based on their votes. Uh, for our year-end episode this time, instead of doing an awards show type, like, this is the best of X, um, we instead um, are going to do it a little differently. Lee and I are going to give you some of our top reads for those top 10 specific tropes mm-hmm. um, of 2021. So all books will have been published between November 1st of 2020 to November 1st of 2021. Um, how will we determine what books we wreck? Um, we're going to pick a book that we, that was one well-received. Maybe it's one that we saw trending somewhere or one that we know everybody in our community really liked and read or was excited for. Um, but also did the best job of representing that trope. So this is not one of our tropes that we're doing, but let's say cowboy. We're going to look at cowboy romances. If we didn't read a ton, then we might, you know, real quick, read a couple others, um, we might ask our buzzing about romance Patreon community, hey, give us some cowboy wrecks that you guys really liked this year. Um, we'll read those. We'll look at those. We'll look at the trope. Like, was this guy really a cowboy or did he just own a horse kind of thing? Um, <laughs> the trope at the end is going to be our main focus. We will also take into account Goodreads ratings, averages, mm-hmm. and what the members of our Patreon have given us as choices. Um, and then, but the following categories are open for nomination from members of our Patreon and will be voted on exclusively by our Patreon community. And so what are Mm -hmm. those categories? So those categories are book of the year. We have the debut author of 2021, the best queer representation in romance, and nominations will be open from 11, from November 1st until November 11th. No, 11, no, uh, no, November 20th. Sorry, I read that wrong. November 1st weird. to November 20th. And then voting will start on the November 24th and will close on December 10th. So, so. and then that will be our very last episode of uh, 2021. So I think mm-hmm. that that episode drops... Um, all results, all results will be announced on December 26th. Um, so basically we're just going to give you a bunch of books to read in the new year. You're welcome. Um, so if you would like to vote or recommend books, please consider joining us on Patreon real quick. I forgot to write this in. We are currently hosting a clear, clear the TBR challenge. As a podcast, we want to help you. Becky Becky was left to her own devices one day. Last Sunday. And and decided that she was going to do this. So I think it's a wonderful idea. I'm not saying that. So as we said early in this. on her own. This is what happened. Things happen. So everybody says early, like I said earlier in the episode, we've been called book pushers. And we have been told that we have exploded people's TBR. So we want to reward you for clearing some books <laughs> off your TBR over the next 12 weeks. So we have some books that we've picked in our discord that are, we're going to mm-hmm. do a book a week 
and have a discussion and read it as a group. But we are also encouraging buddy reading and just so you can email us the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com with your clear the TBR goal. So if your mm-hmm. goal is to get 20 books off your TBR in the next 11 weeks, send that to us. You do not have to send us a list of the books, but if it will help you keep track, um, do that. Send it to us. We want to see what books you guys are reading and see if we should be reading them too. This is true because honestly, every time something like this happens, our TPRs get bigger too. Yes. So we add to yours, but you add to ours. Right. And so at the end, there will be some bookish bookish merchandise mm-hmm. up for grabs. Um, for those that take place in the clear, the TBR challenge, you can find details on our website, buzzingaboutromance.com. There is a um, whole web posting about how to enter and join the chaos. Okay. What are we doing next time? So next time we are bringing you a special Halloween edition of the podcast. We felt like this was the perfect time to talk about monster romances and joining us to tackle the monster romance is author Katie Robert. And she was a delight and amazing. And I was so excited to talk to her. Um, But we talked about different monster romances, like what's the draw, why people read them and all those fun things. But in order to find the answers to that, you have to tune in next week. Yep. So until next time, everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode of Buzzing About Romance. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.